This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We bring in my great friend, Ambassador Robert O'Brien, former National Security Advisor in the Trump administration, now Chairman of American Global Strategies. Uh, Robert, thank you. Welcome to the show. Um, you know, I was on the phone first half hour with General Keene, who says uh, basically the Israelis are doing the right thing. They're shaping the big operation. They're taking down as uh, many hostages as they can. They're getting at uh, Hamas's leadership. They're trying to figure out a way to deal with the tunnels. I wanted to just ask you about the hostage side of this story. Um, you're a former hostage negotiator, and I'm not sure people are clear. I mean, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to rescue all the hostages, whether they're American hostages or whether they're Israeli hostages. Can you just give us some assessments, some advice on how you think the Israelis should proceed here, how this hostage story is going to play out. Sure, Larry, and it's great to be with you. And, and General Keene, it's always tough to follow him. He knows military affairs like nobody's business. So mm. let me try and weigh in on the hostage side. First of all, Larry, I think we have to look. There are three groups of hostages. There are the hostages that were taken after the brutal attack on southern Israel, many of them wounded, many of them women and young, very young children, elderly Holocaust survivors. And those are the Israeli hostages and, and some of the dual citizens, including U.S. dual citizens, are in the tunnels and the cages being held by Hamas as leverage to try and stop the invasion or to, to try and re obtain the release of Palestinian prisoners in Israel. The second group of hostages now are the American citizens or dual citizens or primarily Palestinians who are in Gaza and should be free to leave. Uh, they, the, the Hamas has no truck with them. They're, they're not kidnapped. But they're now being refused permission to leave Gaza, so they become human shields. And so, the, so Hamas is not just using Israelis, but they're using their own people as human shields. And the number three, the, the bigger group of hostages, are the innocent Palestinian women and children who are being denied the ability to leave to go to the south. And so it's a very tricky, complicated situation for the Israelis and for the Americans when it comes to hostages. I think the, the best way to get them out and you're probably right. We're probably not going to get them all out, but the best way is to keep military pressure on the Moss. That's the only thing they understand. At the same time, have parallel diplomatic negotiations going on with countries like Qatar and perhaps Turkey that can talk to Hamas and, and explain to them that this is, if, if they don't give these hostages back, we could have a Munich situation where every one of them is tracked down over the next 10 or 20 years and, mm. and eliminated and brought to justice for killing American and Israeli hostages. Um, Qatar is an important uh, channel or way station for this. I'm not sure people understand that. Well, Qatar is a major non-NATO ally. We have a very large air base there to defend Qatar and, and our, our interest in the Middle East against Iran. Uh, Qatar has been very hospitable to Americans or an ally. Uh, but they've also kept a channel of communications open with Hamas and, uh, and some of the Muslim Brotherhood 
actors in the Middle East, and, and because they they know a guy who knows a guy, so to speak, uh, they've been very effective for us in hostage negotiations. So I think the four hostages have been released, and while the, the credit has gone so far, at least publicly to Qatar, when I was the hostage envoy, Qatar was very useful to us in, in tracking down and obtaining information about hostages or helping them re- to release American hostages. So they play an important role. I know people are upset that uh, Hamas leadership is in, located in Qatar, but that, that's what allows them to do these negotiations. Now, my guess is, and this is pure speculation, is that once Hamas is destroyed on the ground in Israel, there'll be no reason for Hamas leaders to remain in Qatar, and my guess is they'll go to Tehran. Hmm. Go right to Iran. I mean... The issue down through the years has been U.S. does not negotiate with terrorists and the U.S. doesn't pay ransom for hostages. Now, is that, do those red lines figure into this? Or, I mean, you and I have talked about this. Qatar and others are third-party negotiators. Uh, how far is the U.S. taking this? I mean, is it? Do they actually want Israelis to slow down the invasion because of the hostages, or what? Well, they probably want the Israelis to slow down the invasion for a number of reasons, and, and again, that, that shows a little bit of weakness on the American side. And it's like there's these pinprick attacks on a base formerly occupied by the IRGC in response to traumatic brain injuries suffered by 20 to 30 American servicemen. Mm-hmm. We look, we look very. Our actions and our words in the in the Middle East and it was an area that respects strength and despises weakness, we look incredibly weak and our actions are weak. Mm. And and trying to slow down the Israelis looks weak as well. When it comes to paying ransom for hostages, that, that's always been American policy. Unfortunately, under both the, the Obama administration and the Biden administration, they paid massive multi-billion dollar ransoms to Iran for hostages. And when they when they paid those ransoms, and they can dress it up and say it's sanctions, waivers, and that sort of thing, but we, everyone knows, including the Iranians, know this ransom. The American people know this ransom. ransom. Once they start paying ransom, that creates a market for taking American hostages. But the other thing it does, which is very dangerous, Larry, is when you pay those ransoms, what what happens to the money? Mm. Some of it's skimmed off by the corrupt officials, but a lot of it goes to terrorist operations and attacks. And so when we recently paid the $6 billion to Iran in ransom for five American detainees, almost immediately thereafter, we had the attacks on southern Israel. So we had more hostages taken and more terrorism as a result of, partial result, of us paying ransom. That's why it's so pernicious to do it. As far as negotiations go, look, we, we, we need to do everything we can to get these hostages out. And if we've, if we've got a line through Qatar or Turkey or in Egypt, um, and we can get some Americans out and save them the, from, from death or injury, then we should be taking, you know, using all necessary tools to, to do so. But, but they're, they're parallel tracks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. You know, General Keene talked about that this operation lobbing a couple missiles uh, at unmanned munition centers um, in Syria, I guess. So that's such a weak response, Robert O'Brien. And one of the things that's weaker weaker than Clinton's cruise missiles at the Astro factory in Sudan years ago. I mean, this, this is embarrassing. Yes. So General Keene said, I mean, it's an interesting point. Uh, the IRGC has command and control centers, for example, in Iraq. And General Keene says we should have bombed them. We should have bombed them and killed the people manning these command and control centers. Not in Iran just yet, but in the ones that are outside Iran, which Iran basically controls. I mean, here, let me rephrase. Why is it that you see this uh, from John Kirby, the administration spokesman on this stuff. Uh, you see it from the Secretary of Defense. They're, they're trying to say that, that anything to do with Iran is completely separate from the Israeli-Hamas war and that we don't want to escalate conflict with Iran. I mean, I've never seen anything so nauseatingly stupid and fictitious. No, look, the the problem they've got is they've spent eight years of the Obama administration, the first three years of the Biden administration, appeasing Iran and mm-hmm. rank appeasement. When when we left office, Larry, and this was in large part to your efforts, uh, Iran had $4 billion in foreign currency reserves. Mm-hmm. They could barely operate their economy. Today, they're a rich country. They have $70 billion in foreign currency reserves, and that doesn't include the $6 billion sweetener that they got for the hostages. So so we made Iran rich, and the, the idea of the Obama administration and the Biden administration, that's all the same personnel there, is that we can buy Iran's friendship. And the, the problem is Iran just isn't that into us. They don't want to be friends with us. <laughs> yes. They're the great Satan. They want to kill us. And, and so it's very hard now for the, the – once this Gaza thing has just totally ripped the, the, the mask off Iran, uh, it's very difficult for the administration to pivot and say, you know what, we were wrong. Iran's our enemy, and we've got to take strong action against them. They're still hoping against hope that somehow they can go back to the JCPOA, they can go back to appeasing Iran and, 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 being, and, and trying to be friends with Iran, and, and they just they just can't move off that. And so all yeah. they talk about is defensive measures. Iran should, we, we shouldn't be worried about Iran escalating. Iran should be worried about us escalating, yes. and that's what will bring peace to the region. You know what? The only thing that's going to change here is that the Republicans retake the White House. Seriously. 100%. It's, just, it's no way. And um, the obvious person is Trump. He had he had Iran on its heels once. He'll do it again. You know he will, Robert. And he'll probably well, ask maximum, you to help run President, it. President Trump's policy of maximum pressure against Iran was was bringing him to the table. We, you know, if, if President Trump had won the, the election, Saudi would have joined the Abraham Accords, and Iran yeah. would have got a new a real nuclear deal, not a fake nuclear deal, because because he put pressure on them. And and unfortunately, we've gone back to appeasement. We know that appeasement in the long run never works. President Trump would never appease the Iranians. And I'll tell you one thing, Larry. He would have never paid the Iranians $6 billion for hostages. That, that would have never happened under Donald J. Yeah. Trump. Yes, sir. 
Ambassador Robert O'Brien, former National Security Advisor in the Trump years, Chairman of American Global Strategies. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it very, very much. Folks, quick break. And then the great Bill O'Reilly. He's got a new book out. Uh, it's called Killing the Witches. And he may have a political comment or two. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show.